0: Amen, amen, amen. Well, church, I am so glad to be with you this morning and to be in our third week of Advent. We are, our Advent series is called The Gift. And we've been talking, Ben Kearns last week talked about longing and the gift of longing in this Christmas season. And today we're going to talk about another ing word, dawning. So we're going to talk about dawning this morning and how this is a gift for us in this season. Now, if you have your uh, Advent box and you have your week three bag, get that out. I see everybody looking for it. Good. If you don't have, your bag, that's okay. You get to just watch the joy and fun that's on the screen. Okay, so we are going to open the gift that's wrapped this morning. It's a little small. You know when it's Christmas and you're trying to guess what it is? Who knows if you'll know? Has to go with the theme. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. Let's open it. Oh, I have multiple. Oh, wow. This is amazing. Okay, let's see what we got. We got flashlights. Yes, everybody. Let me see your flashlights. Everybody hold it up. Let's, flash, let's flashlight the screen. Yep, let's see it. Oh, looking good. Kids, yes, look at all those lights. Kids, yep, awesome, so good. Well, I when I was opening this gift and getting ready for it, I was like, oh, I bet this gift is going to be what I always wanted. That's something that we used to say in our family every time we opened up a gift. And I think by the end you're going to go, yeah, this is what I always wanted. This is really exciting. Maybe not right now, but just hang on with me because it is really exciting. Then when I think of flashlights, um, I have lots of memories with them. Like last year when we had our power outage. Everybody remember that? And you needed your flashlight. Yeah, I see a lot of heads nodding. You need your flashlight in order to light your house up at night with a bunch of candles. I remember when I was younger, we used to play flashlight tag at night in the neighborhood with all my neighbors. Or when we'd go camping, we'd hang the flashlight up and it would light our tent up and we'd play cards all night long. And we were able to because we could see. But one of my favorite memories with a flashlight is something that we used to do in college and they were called sunrise hikes. Sunrise hikes, oh, they were the best hikes you could ever do. Uh, I went to Colorado State University and in Fort Collins there's a mountain called Horsetooth Mountain. And it's this long, it's pretty like, when you're not a Coloradan, it's pretty hard to hike up. But, so it's this long hike up and you get to the top and it's the, you see a beautiful sunrise Over all of the town. Let let me show you the picture of some of our friends up there. And it is absolutely gorgeous what you get to see. But in order to get that beautiful sunrise and the light just beaming over the world, you have to first hike at night. You have to first hike at night and you start at three in the morning in order to get there by sunrise. And so the only way that you're able to make it up is if you have flashlights. And you need the flashlights to guide your path to know where you're going. And what's fun is when you're going in the like dead of night and you have your flashlights, Like you can only see so much. You can basically see your path. And whenever there's like a wrestling wrestling in the, the side, you usually freak out because something's there. And so you take your light and you go from shining up front to like shining it to the side and hoping to beam it on whatever is trying to scare you. Or maybe I'm just a big scaredy cat in the corner. And so you need your flashlight in order to make it up this hill. But then once you're up, you watch the sunrise and the light begins to dawn over the world. And you realize how important light is the sunlight is because when we went down on the last time I did this hike we went down and your flashlights only let you see so much and it gives you a glimpse of how important light is in in our lives and so when I went down we actually came across and it's fully lit and you see all the beauty all the amazingness but then you also see the scary things that could come out and eat you and when we were walking down I ran into a bear And then I ran into a rattlesnake, which I think if I just had my flashlight, I would not have been able to see. But because the light was fully, had taken over the darkness of night, I was able to see those things and avoid them. And so today, I want us to have this idea of flashlight, of light in our head as we talk about what it means for dawning, and especially in this Christmas time. And for today, I want us to look at Zachariah's song. And I want to look at his song to help us remind us that this Christmas, we have a dawning light that is breaking into our lives. And so Zechariah, if you don't know who he is, he is the wife of Elizabeth and the father of John the Baptist. He also was a priest, and he was in a temple one day when the angel of the Lord appeared to him and told him that he was going to have a son, and the son was going to be a messenger for the Messiah. And in that moment, he didn't really believe the angel. He had some question and sort of skepticism how this was going to happen. His wife was so old. And so for a testimony, the angel silenced him. And for nine months, he couldn't speak. And then the first thing he says when John the Baptist is born is he says, first praises God. And then he prophesies what the role of John the Baptist is and Jesus and what he is going to come and do. And so I'm going to pick up at the very end of his song. And it's in Luke 1, 76 through 79. And here's what it says. And you, my little son, will be called the prophet of the Most High, because you will pre- prepare the way for the Lord. You will tell his people how to find salvation through forgiveness of their sins. Because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us, to give light to those who sit in the darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide us to the path of peace. I love this, just the very end of his song, I think gives us two encouragements this Christmas that we get to lean into a little bit more. And I specifically chose the New Living Translation because I love the way that it phrases, phrases what Jesus is gonna do. And it gives us this clear picture when it says, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us. I love that, it creates this clear picture of dawn, of the morning light from heaven breaking upon us. And it represents really what dawn is. And dawn is this transition from nighttime to daytime. And it's slowly the sun is coming out. It is not when it's fully light out, but you see glimpses of light over time. And that is this whole time of dawn. And dawn is gentle and gracious and part of God's tender mercy for us. Because really, God could have just gone from night to day, every day for us. But think about how blinding that would be. That would be miserable. Like think of when you're sleeping and someone comes in and says, good morning, and like the lights come on and you're like, pain is striking in your eyes. Or think of more biblically the times when God came and people were blinded, like an axe with Paul when he encounters Jesus is blinded in that moment. Or Moses when he's with God up on the mountain and he comes down and his face is brilliant because he'd been in the presence of the Lord and it was too much for the Israelites. So I look at this dawning as God's tender mercy of revealing His light over time because, man, we can't handle it all at once right now with our brokenness. And so Jesus knows that we need His light. Our world needs His light, but His gracious mercy is revealing to us over time His light. And it's shining light in our lives in the ugly areas of our life. And I see that as a grace because we need time to figure out, to listen to the Lord, to have Him shine like a little flashlight on different parts of our heart. We need that time to take us from the darkness and guide us into the path of peace. And so when Jesus was born that first Christmas, man, that light broke for the first time and hope was entering into the world. But today it is still breaking. It is still being revealed. And so we are living in a dawning state. We are living in a dawning state where the light of the world is being revealed over time in our world. And it has not yet completely taken over. And that's the hope that we long for each Christmas. And when I was preparing for this message, I decided that I was going to wake up really early every day for a week. And if you know me, I am not a morning person. I love the quiet of the night and I do not like the quiet of the morning. And so for me to do this, it was almost like a spiritual practice, but I decided to sit there and watch the sun come up and go from darkness to light. And first off, it took a long time. I felt like I was staring at it forever, and it took forever, and sometimes I might have dozed off because it was almost too slow. But here's something that I observed and I noticed is there was this street light, and the street light was lit. And I was curious as to when the streetlight would go out. When would it stop? When would it go out? Because I watched and the light was coming and there was light there, but the streetlight knows not to go out until the light has overtaken the darkness. And so I watched as the light transitioned and when it was bright enough, the light was able to go out and allow the sunlight to overtake the day. And I found that so beautiful because I think that dawn reminds us that we're in this season of revealing the shining light of Jesus is not complete. We are in this transition time and the light is still breaking into our world. He is not finished yet. He's not finished yet with you, with me, with our neighbors, with our world. But what we cling on to is that it will be complete one day. In Revelation 22, 3, 5, this is our hope that no longer will there be a curse upon anything for the throne of God and of the lamb will be there and his servants will worship him. And they will see his face and his name will be written on their foreheads. And there will be no night there, no need for lamps or sun, for the Lord God will shine on them and they will reign forever and ever. And so this Christmas, we are celebrating that the light broke in on that first Christmas, but it's continuing to break in until one day the light, the glory of the Lord will overtake any of our brokenness. And we long and hope for that. And so we sit in this season of dawning, watching the light break in over time in different people's lives in our world, knowing that it will one day be complete. And that's our, our hope with Jesus, and that's what we long for. But when I read Zechariah's song, I see that there's a role that we have. We have a big role to do this Christmas and to be a part of. Because in Zachariah's song, what it says is we hear that the hope of Jesus is this dawning light and coming. And that's the second part of what he says. But the first part he talks about is John the Baptist being the messenger of the light, of helping people see, preparing people for what is to come and what is breaking in. And as the light of Jesus is continuing to break into our world today, we have the opportunity to be like John the Baptist and to be messengers of the light and to tell people and remind people and share with people that light is breaking into our world and into their life. But I've been wrestling a little bit with this. I've been wrestling over the last couple months that I'm afraid with shelter in place and with us going more closed in our homes, that we've become comfortable with being inward and being with just our family and being stuck inside. And I'm wondering if that is causing us to maybe shelter a little bit the light of Jesus. Because maybe we have complacency or fear or laziness or we're just struggling and not know what to do. But Jesus says that, reminds us on the Sermon of the Mount that his light cannot be hidden. He does not want it to be hidden. Matthew 5 says, you are the light of the world like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Man, we are called to be like John, to be messengers of this hope, and we can be really creative about it in this time. And I wanna give this little side note. We get to be gentle about it. We get to be gentle with people, just like Donnie reminds us that it's revealing light over time. We don't need to blast people with truth and light and force them to be where they're not. We get to help them see the light that's breaking into their light into their life gently over time. We get to discern with the Holy Spirit what God's doing in their life, and we get to be compassionate in how we help people move towards Christ. And I'm talking about our neighbors that may not know them. We don't have to force them yet, but we get to be the messengers in their dawning light that's coming and breaking into their world. And so as we celebrate Christmas, I really want us to think creatively of how we can do that. So we aren't complacent, but we are engaging in not sheltering the light of Jesus, but actually sharing it with our neighbors because it does change lives. And we get to be creative and safe about it. I'm not pushing you outside your comfort zone at all with what you are safe and able to do in this season, but I have been so encouraged by different people, and I just want to name a few, just to give you ideas. Um, The Chiaks, they're serving at the food bank each week, and for them, that's a way that they can give hope to people that are struggling right now in times of need, that need to know, man, like Annabella was saying earlier, do you see me? Do you know I'm struggling? We get to be that messenger, that light in there. We have Felicity, Flora, and Lizzie, our elementary students. And I was blown away by this. They decided, how can we bring light in this time? And they did social distance caroling for their neighbors. What a beautiful picture of our elementary students creatively thinking of what they can do in this time. And we have Annabella with Annabella's gifts and how her heart broke and she didn't want to shelter that light. She wanted to go out and share it because her world needs it. And even thinking of two other high schoolers, Sage and Hannah, and they, God put on their heart, man, we know middle school is hard. And so they decided to create a Zoom middle school hangout and devotional where it's virtual. So they're working within the times, but they go, we want to shine light on how hard this is and provide pathways to hope. And so we get to find ways to be messengers of God's light. I don't want us to be a church that's complacent. I don't want us to be a church that goes, man, because we're sheltered in, we're just gonna keep the light of Jesus within our home. We can be creative because until Jesus comes again, we are in this season of dawning. The light is breaking in and we gotta help people see that. We need them to know that Jesus is working in their life and he is the reason for this season. He is the hope that we long for like Ben talked about. And is revealing his light every day in our world. And what a gift for us to participate. And so if you're like, oh, man, I have no idea where to start, how to share that this light is breaking in, what's really cool is children's ministry in their Advent bag created, I think, opportunities for you to be able to do that. And one of them is these bingo cards. And you're like, what would a bingo card do? But like I said, we're gently showing people the light. We're loving people and providing opportunities for them that they ask, why? Why are you doing this? Why would you provide hope for me when no one else seems to see me? What I love about these bingo cards is it's for elementary kids to come on, have fun at Zoom, because they have lost so much. And I don't know if it's just heavy on my heart this week, but our kids need to know that Jesus's light is breaking in. And so for you to just pass this out to neighbors or other people to go, even if they don't come, to go, man, I see you. I know this year has been hard for you. So much has been taken away, and it's hard to process in your hearts right now. And for you to see that, and even there's crafts in here in the Advent bag that you can easily just make and hand to neighbors or to hang up and provide hope. Such easy ways, or even inviting people to the light in the darkness, especially with how much loss that we've had. Those are ways where you don't even have to be in contact with people, but you get to reach out to them in a way and share the light that's breaking in in our world. And so in our current circumstances, we do not have to shelter that light because Jesus does not want it to be sheltered. He wants to come more and more right now. And so let us be a church that's creative on how this Christmas season, we get to celebrate the dawning light by being God's messengers and, and sharing that hope with others. Let me pray for us. Jesus, I just thank you for today. I thank you for Advent, that we can sit and posture ourselves before Christmas and prepare our hearts for why you came and who you came for. And you love us so much, and in your tender mercy, you sent your Son, and we are so grateful for that. And we are grateful that your light is continuing to break into our world that desperately needs it. We need it. Our neighbors need it. Our world needs it. And so, Jesus, we ask you to come into our world. And we ask that you guide us on how to be messengers to your people. So be with us, Jesus, in your awesome and truly precious name. Amen.
1: And as Shelly's going to come back in a moment and give us a final word and, and lead us in the, at the, uh, to the end of our worship gathering, including lighting the Advent candles, but she's going to kind of wrap that up. We, we want to do something that we're going to be uh, uh, doing a little bit more and more. Sometimes we'll do a little Q&A right after a sermon. Sometimes we'll do a breakout room and sometimes we'll have a little couch chat and just sort of model for you guys what we hope that you're doing, which is to uh, kind of take that word and go, all right, so where does this leave me? Like what, you know, what am I feeling? What am I reacting to? What am I hearing the Lord say to me uh, from this sermon. It was such a good word, Bell. Thanks for for bringing that. Um, So where does that that land for you guys? What's something that sort of is sticking for you after hearing Shelly's sermon?
2: I'm taken by the idea of how slow the dawn comes. And that was such a beautiful metaphor of, you know, you know that that light is coming. You know that revelation is coming and you can even see some of the light from it but you're still in the cold and you know, you're in the darkness, even though you know, but then ultimately that revelation, that dawn, it does happen. Yeah. And um, made me think of just my own spiritual journey. And you know, I, when I came to Jesus, it wasn't a, an overnight thing. It was such a slow thing that all of a sudden I realized, oh my gosh, revelation has happened and dawn has occurred. And... Yeah.
1: Yeah, that, sorry, did I interrupt you? No, you're good. Uh, yeah, that's such a good word. But, and there's this sense that, uh, when that dawning came for you, almost a pattern was set up for the rest of your life that now when you're in the darkness, you, you know, we know that there's gonna be dawn. Like we've experienced that dawning, right?
2: Yeah, it's like you've been in training. Yeah, we, we've had that. And when that. you do it again and again and again, you're like, oh, I'll get through this.
1: Yeah, because I know that that sun's gonna come up. You know, at Shell Bell, I actually have been on top of Horsetooth Mountain and other mountains in, in Colorado in the dark watching the sunrise and that sense that you're absolutely freezing cold and the warmth's going to come. And you know that God has come through over and over and over again. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a great uh, thought of the dawning. Um, I wanted yeah, to say that, please.
3: you know, her, her showing about how you came down and you saw the bear and the rattlesnake. But by that time, you know, the dawn, the light was already illuminated yeah. so you could see and you could avoid it. And even in you sharing the purpose of light, I think what I also received was the purpose of darkness too. And that how sometimes we have those dark moments with just a little bit of light because God doesn't want us to see all of the things that could keep us from getting to the direction in which we're going. Cause I know if I was with you and I saw that bear, I would have turned around. And how many times if we were, if those types of scary things are exposed to us too early, would we turn around and not go towards the little light that God is showing us? And by the time you came back down, you're like, oh, there's a bear right there? Oh, okay, I can just pass by it. Because you've already made the hard part. You've already made the journey. And the light, I don't know, I just, I I like that because it it, it gives you a, a sense of, I just need a little light to get to where I'm going. And when I'm coming back down, now I see all of what I've overcome all the obstacles that I faced that I didn't even know I was facing, I didn't know I passed by, but it gives you that more of a sense like, wow.
2: Gives you an appreciation. It for for the gives you appreciation, yeah. Yeah, because we tend to think that the darkness is is bad, like mm-hmm. oh we got to avoid the darkness, but you can't have the the you can't experience the the dawn if there's no
3: darkness.
1: Right. Well, and the truth is that, that when Jesus said, I'm the light of the world, what he was saying is that, I mean, for me, what he's saying to me is that in that darkness, while there may be some protections from us, there may be a sense of growing appreciation, we one day will live in the kingdom of light. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the revelation passage that Shelley shared and that this dawning is, is that kingdom is coming on earth as it will be in heaven. And I don't know that I'm ever gonna get past the hope that that brings me, that the light is coming because the world is without light. It's without the revelation of Christ. This, it's, it's, and right now we're experiencing, we get it. I mean, our lives may not personally be a whole lot worse. Some of us have lost our jobs. Some of us have people that we know that have been sick. But this is just one more season of going, gosh, we need hope for the future and Jesus' light comes in. Well, and then Shelley moved to transition to say, and we don't want to leave this part without saying, you know, there's some takeaways, like we get to be messengers of, of that light. Like the hope of the world is Jesus. So corporately, individually, we get to be messengers of that light. She shared about some people um, that are doing different things. What does that, what does that do for you guys? Where does that leave you guys around this being a messenger of the light?
2: That's such a good word about we get to be gentle messengers mm-hmm. of the light. Yeah. And it makes me think of, you know, I feel like I need to do big things for the kingdom, but what are some gentle ways that I could do that? I was thinking about just, you know, casual conversations that I have with my neighborhood, with, with my neighbors about, you know, just the weather, or the fires or the smoke or whatever, and, and those kind of relational interactions that it's a slow, it's a slow build, it's a slow dawning, and that gives me permission to be a gentle reminder. It's good.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny that that that's one of her takeaways because it's like a confirmation or affirmation for me because I was talking with my um, if table and we were talking about the light and how, you know, how can we be the light to our community in this time and or how can we bring peace is what it said. And I was thinking, I was like, I don't know how I could do that. But I think that, you know, sometimes our presence, just being present with people whether it's virtual, whether it's, you know, in your home or whatever, that brings light because you never know what someone's going through. You never know what's hidden in their heart and just you being present with them. And I'm introverted by nature. So I like being, I like my alone time. (laughs) But I, I felt like, I feel God is inviting me to go beyond that. Yeah to step out of my own comfort zone and be the light for someone else. And if that light is just simply picking up the phone to call someone, mm. that is that's light yeah. into someone's dark place. You just never know.
1: Yeah, I She said about the children's ministry piece, she said that that, you know, students, it was on her heart this week, students have lost so much. Mm -hmm. And she said, This is an easy way to say, I see you. Yeah, see, that I see you part for me is such a light, a light giving kind of concept. And we don't see people when we're doing our own thing all the time. And so, the challenge for me is to stop and to go, Who do I see? Mm
3: -hmm.
1: and who's God by the Holy Spirit prompting in me. To say, see them because I see yeah. them. And that just, I have to arrest my daily whatever, coping, mm-hmm. distractions, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And, and in some cases, it's just because I'm trying to create my own comfort zone, mm-hmm. right? To go, who does God see? Who can I say? I see you. And that's a good way to begin the thought of just, so then what do I do? I mean, what do I do? Well, how, how did would that person feel seen? Yeah, And so that's a light. Were you going to say something, Michael? I saw you.
2: No, i just was thinking of, you know, who do I come in contact with? I, I come in contact with a barista, you know, or, or people that I, you know, I'm put on hold with that I tend to in my mind sort of, I guess, dehumanize a little bit, like they're just, they're just there to help me. But yeah, I, I need to do a better job of seeing.
1: Yeah. Who do we see? Well, and, and asking the Holy Spirit for eyes to see. In fact, yesterday I, was, I asked the Holy Spirit that exact thing. Um, and he gave me a, a name of a person. I stopped in my quiet time, and I texted that person, and that person said to me on their text, "Oh my gosh, I was thinking about you this very moment." Mm-hmm. So that's what our God can do through our Holy Spirit to be to help us be His messengers of light. Well, this is good word, Shell Bell. I'm going to ask you to come back and and lead us in uh, in a final word and in lighting the Advent candle.
0: Awesome. Well, good discussion. Hopefully, you guys get to have um, good conversation each and every Sunday with the um, people or friends, whether it's through Zoom or in person with your family. So I hope this week that our flashlights that we have will be a reminder of the gift that we are celebrating, that the light is breaking in and we get to be messengers of that hope and help people see that. And whether you have a flashlight or not, what's amazing is candles are just as good just as good to remind us of that light. And I think it's so fitting that in Advent, we light candles um, as a visual reminder of the light that is being revealed. And so if you have your Advent candle or something um, like an Advent candle, I'd love for you to bring that out now um, because yeah, we are going to light the Advent candle. I'm gonna come on stage. I have this morning, the Lawsons are gonna help me out a little bit, there they are, how are you guys? Good, oh, they look so ready. Um, All right, so the candle on the Advent wreath represents light breaking into the darkness as Jesus, the light of the world, comes to us. And in our Advent devotional for today, that's in the Advent bag, um, the verse is John 1, one through five. So I'm going to read that this morning for us. In the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. And he existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it so let us now light our candle and pray come lord jesus for you are our dawning light come and enlighten our world amen